All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live. It's a Wednesday, October 19th edition of Daily Faceoff Live, streaming on Twitter, YouTube, as well as, of course, dailyfaceoff.com. He is Chicago Blackhawks analyst and former NHL player, friend of the show, Colby Cohen. Welcome back. How are you doing, Colby? It's always good to be back. And Frank, our Phillies right now, how about it, huh? A little baseball in October for our hometown club. Playoff baseball, nothing better. Phillies trying to go up 2-0 in the NLCS to take both games on the road in San Diego. Appointment television in this household later this (laughs) afternoon. But let's keep it to hockey, Colby. And let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock. And let's start with this. The Vancouver Canucks. Also, appointment television, but for a totally different reason. And that's because they are the first team in NHL history to open with four consecutive losses in which they've held multi-goal leads. You take a look at the leads that the Canucks have held this season to open from our own Brock Sagan, our fantasy hockey expert at DFO. And it's ugly. There's really no other way to look at this. And when you hear the coach come out previously and say that your team is mentally weak and it happens yet again, take me inside the room, Colby. What's it like to be on a player on a team in this situation? What are you feeling when clearly you've been in some decent spots to try and put some points on the board in the standings? Yeah, it's really evident, Frank, that they're sitting in the dressing room waiting for bad things to happen to them. And I do think that a lot of this dysfunction starts above the locker room and outside of the locker room. And I think there's a lot of question marks there in Vancouver right now as to really who's in charge, who's calling the shots. 
is there uh, any cohesiveness between coach, GM, GM, president of hockey ops? You know, I'm just hearing a lot of things out of that dressing room that are real distracting for the players. Are guys going to be there? Um, you look at their roster and you look at, you know, the only notable free agent after this season is Bo Horvat. So this is really the team that they're going to have. It's not like they're sitting there blessed with a ton of cap space, but uh, you can be fragile as a team and you start looking around, guys start blaming each other. Um, they obviously have a good goaltender, but, you know, I've heard there's a lot of friction in that dressing room between some of the, you know, star players and then the rest of the team. It's real clicky. Uh, in that dressing room, you know, the way that they're promoting players, particularly on their social media channels and just everything that I hear coming out of that dressing room, Frank, it seems really dysfunctional at the moment. There's a lot to unpack there, but I want to ask you this. They'd make the decision to take Connor Garland out of the lineup as a healthy scratch on Tuesday night. A, a guy that led their team in five on five points last year. Does that make any sense to you? How is this team that already gets thin in their roster and their lineup to take a player out that you know more often than not to me when I watched that team was someone that always tried to drag his team into the fight where do you how does that how do you rationalize that Frank I was literally getting ready to say to you this is the one guy that you would never want to take out of your lineup because he plays the right way when you watch him he doesn't cheat he stops on pucks he goes to the net he plays bigger than he is he really does put it all on the line. And you can't necessarily say that about every player there in Vancouver right now. So did not make sense to me. I think that decision, Frank, rubs a lot of players the wrong way. Other players take that personally and not in a way to rev them up, but almost in a way that you would get pissed off at your coach and your management team for making that decision. Wow. It's uh, this Canucks. I wonder how long this can spiral uh, when you consider the spots that they've been in games, like I said, with a chance to put points on the board. It sort of feels like something's coming, whether that's a trade or a coaching decision, whatever that may be. Um, I, I feel like the Canucks are in a spot where they can't let this season get away from them. We were just talking about the Canucks, Colby, and their thin lineup. That's probably a really good word to use to describe the Florida Panthers now that they're not going to be with Aaron Ekblad for at least the next month. The team placing Aaron Ekblad on long-term injured reserve and a guy that is such a big part of their blue line, especially now that Mackenzie Weger is no longer here, going to Calgary as part of that trade. And the couple guys that they're bringing up, you see them there at the bottom of that uh, defensive chart on dailyfaceoff.com, Lucas Carlston and Matt Kierstead. I happen to be a big Matt Kierstead fan. I think he's a sharp player that could maybe make a name for himself, and that's kind of what you're looking for here. But when you look at this defense core, and Brandon Montour is maybe only a couple days away from returning to the lineup, how are they going to survive for the next month? Can they survive for the next month without Aaron Ekblad in a tough Atlantic division? Yeah, they've got a lot of problems. Um, you know, you've just got players that are playing up the lineup and you're not necessarily able to put them in a, in a position to succeed. And, and, you know, no disrespect to a guy like Josh Mahara, who I've watched play in uh, Anaheim for the last couple of years because he got paired, you know, pretty regularly with my boy Kevin Shattenkirk on that third pair in Anaheim. And, you know, he's not really proven himself to be an everyday player in the NHL, let alone a guy who's going to play on the second pair and play against other teams, you know, top players. So you're putting him in a position to fail. 
Um, you know, Radko Gudis, obviously we all are familiar with his game. It's definitely evolved over time and he's become a formidable guy who, who can get you through some tough times and do some different things for you. But you know, it's a thin looking D. So I looked at the free agent market, Frank, just to see, I just wanted to see who was out there, you know, who could be cheap. Uh, you know, they're one week late on Anton Strawman. He signed with the Bruins on the 12th. He was there on a, on a, you know, on a tryout. Uh, that would have been a guy that really could have come in here and, you know, signed for eight, $900,000 and sort of calmed things down for them. But he's not there. So that's just a fantasy. I looked, you know, it's thin. You look at the free agent D market and you look at DeKaiser, you look at Hickey and you look at Chris Russell. Those are really the only three names to me that are veteran guys that have proven to be NHL players who, you know, can really come into a situation and, you know, not be affected. And right now that might be something that they have to look towards is bringing one of those veteran type of defensemen in, signing them for eight or $900,000 um, and, and adding them to that decor because, because they're in trouble. And when you've got $14.5 million committed to your goaltending position, not this year, but moving forward with Spencer Knight and Bobrovsky, it's going to leave you in situations like this where you're having a hard time putting 6D and 12 forwards into a game anytime you have an injury. Yeah, the Panthers to this point playing with a league minimum 20-man roster uh, because of their cap space issues. And it's not like losing Aaron Ekblad gives them very much flexibility because the sense is with a reported groin strain that he's not going to be out a long, long time. So you'd have to account for Aaron Ekblad coming back at some point. Certainly a tough spot for the Panthers to be in at this point so early in the season. And the fans already clamoring on social media. This is why you needed to keep Mackenzie Weger. So let's cross Alligator Alley and let's talk about Steven Stamkos and the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning lose to the Philadelphia Flyers on Tuesday night. But Stamkos, red hot. He's got a four-game goal streak to start the season. Your league leader in goals with six in four games. And when you look at Steven Stamkos and the year that he's already putting together to start, uh, six goals, as I mentioned, he had 42 last year. It's sort of bounce-back season, uh, taking father time and, and throwing that clock out the window. 106 points last year. And I think maybe... That season certainly wasn't overlooked, but when you look at some of the other stars that Tampa has, you're saying, well, you know, I don't even know that you need Stamkos to do that again, but if he can do it again, and it seems like he certainly may be able to, what kind of shot in that in the arm does it give the Tampa Bay Lightning? How dangerous does it make them? And what do you make of Steven Stamkos and his resurgence? Obviously, has always been a really good hockey player, but has struggled with injuries throughout his career to the point where you wondered if he could ever get back to this level again, yet alone string it together for two seasons in a row. Well, for Stamkos, it's all about health. And you look at the numbers from 19 and 20, he didn't play full seasons. That's basically one season between there. So, you know, yes, he's been around for a long time, but he's missed some games. We remember when he broke his leg, you know, he had the core muscle injury. I had that same surgery with that same doctor that Stamkos had that injury with. And they give you a timeline, Frank, that is not, not realistic. They tell you you're going to be back in eight weeks. It's just not true. You never feel good. It takes you 12 months and really go down that list. It takes time. When someone goes into your body and cuts you open, they could say you're going to be back in three months. But the reality is you don't feel 100% 
for a year and then you don't get to train in the summer. So now we're looking at a couple consecutive seasons of him being healthy. He gets that opportunity to train. You look at all these guys that are switching up their training late in their career, going to that Tom Brady method. You, you know, Stamkos is no different. And they start to work on elasticity in their body, band work, core strength. And look, one thing that's never going to change about Steven Stamkos, he's got one of the most lethal one-time shots in the NHL. After Ovechkin, who, who does it better than Stamkos? And he had a couple last night against Philly. Uh, in that spot, and anytime he's shooting the puck that well, now Nikita Kucherov has less pressure on him on the other side of the power play. Now Hedman becomes more open at the top. It becomes very dangerous. He's a great option. I think he's going to have another huge year offensively, and I think he's just going to continue to keep scoring goals at a major pace, and a lot of that has to do with the ability to be healthy in the summer, get his body ready, and be ready for training camp. Yes or no question, does Stamkos hit 50 this year? Yes. All right, for Steven Stamkos, that would be his first 50-goal season since way back in 2011-12 when he had a league-leading 60. So certainly Steven and Stamkos. I'm not doing well on my predictions so far this year, Frank, so I'm sure that receipt's coming back to bite me in a, in a few months when you ask me about it. We'll see. I, honestly, with six and four games to start, I don't see any reason why he couldn't get to 50. He's almost already 20% of the way there, which is crazy to think about. Uh, let's talk about the salary cap and some news out of the NHL's Board of Governors meeting, which I attended yesterday in New York City. And a bit of a surprise because the NHL has always been bullish on their revenue projections, but this was some major news that perhaps didn't get enough attention around the league when NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman delivered it in that they were hoping that this $1.1 billion escrow debt from players to owners would be repaid initially by 2025. Then it was 2024. And now for the first time, the commissioner is saying on Tuesday in New York that it could be repaid at the end of this season in 2023, which would allow the salary cap to go up by Bettman's estimation of somewhere between four and four and a half million dollars. So from 82.5, potentially up to $87 million or so, which would be a ton of breathing room for these teams as you look at the projected NHL salary cap potentially going up uh, this next summer. Breathing room for teams that uh, 18 of them are basically within a couple hundred thousand bucks of the upper limit at this exact moment. Yeah, and when I started going through the different teams, Frank, that I thought that this would really benefit, I kind of looked at it from two different perspectives. You've got the teams, you know, there's a, a number of good hockey teams that are right up against the cap, but as I dug a little bit further, look, Toronto is obviously a team that always comes to mind for obvious reasons. You know, we saw what happened. Matt Murray already went to LTIR. They're trying to figure out if they can even bring up a backup goalie for their first game. We've seen who they've had to trade away. They've had to make decisions. Are they top heavy, bottom heavy? So I think Toronto's the obvious one. But a team that I actually dug in a little bit harder on was Washington. And the reason that I think that they have a ton of opportunity when this, if the salary cap is able to go up by four or four or five million dollars next year, is because their core of players is signed. They all are signed through the next little while. Okay, Oshi, Ovi, Kuznetsov, Mantha, and Carlson. The rest of their entire defensive core, their contracts are up, and a lot of their depth players' contracts are up. So when you look at the ability to look at Ovechkin. He's still got game. We're seeing him score goals. 
okay? And then you add another four or $5 million to their cap space with the contracts that are coming off after this season. I think that would give Washington the opportunity to do a lot of damage in free agency this year, really look at retooling their depth of their roster, and then give them an opportunity to make one or two more runs at the cup over the next couple of seasons. And so that's kind of where I focus. Vegas was another team. Tampa was another team. But ultimately, looking at Washington, I believe they could really put that space to use based on their contractual situation. Yeah, really interesting point on Washington to get those star players some support. Speaking of Washington, some breaking news since we started the show. Connor Brown, the Caps announced, is going to be out long term. And some big news from the Colorado Avalanche. The Gabriel Landeskog is going to miss the next three months after undergoing knee surgery yesterday. So uh, this has been a tough morning for injury news from around the NHL. Aaron Ekblad out long term, at least a month. Gabriel Landeskog out three months. Connor Brown out long term as well. Let's get to Pete Blackburn to talk a little Bruins in this edition of the All 32. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Pleased to welcome back to Daily Faceoff Live, Pete Blackburn, Bruins fanatic and expert. And this is the All 32 delivered by DoorDash. You know Pete from Valley Sports and ValleySports.com. Uh, Pete, how you doing? And wanted to talk Bruins, this in- impressive start to the year. I think everyone was saying, how could this team hang on for long enough to get some of their star players back? Charlie McAvoy, Brad Marchand go down the list. We know that they're banged up to start, but that seems like no problem for this team so far. How are they getting it done? Uh, by scoring a ton of goals. I mean, averaging over five goals per game and being the top offensive team in the league through uh, through their first handful of games, pretty good. Uh, it's probably the antithesis of the Bruins that we've come to know and love over the past uh, decade or so. Usually they they win with with defense. Their you know scoring usually only comes from the top line or the top six when David Krejci is involved. 
they're they're getting contributions up and down the lineup, but the problem is is that they're just not playing any defense, and the goaltending has been okay so far, uh, and they're just outscoring their problems. And um, you know, kind of as we saw with the Florida Panthers and a, a lot of other teams in years past, you can outscore your pro you can outscore your problems only for so long, and then when it comes to the playoffs, you know that can be an issue. So I would like to see them tighten it up. The scoring's great, but you have to play defense in this league to win and find sustained success. So hopefully once Brad Marchand uh, and Charlie McAvoy and Matt Grizzlick are reinserted into the fold, that those problems will sort of become mitigated or, um, you know, less less obvious. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm encouraged by what I've seen so far offensively. They They do need to kind of tighten it up on the back end. You've been around this team uh, for quite some years, and and I fortunately got to spend quite a bit of time around this team, you know, throughout my playing career, specifically with Bruce Cassidy. Four years playing for him, um, you know, at the various levels. I know how he is on the bench. I know how guys react to him. What have you seen the biggest difference in the group today uh, from the players that were under Bruce Cassidy that – you know, maybe isn't something that is talked about or people can really see with their naked eye that, you know, with the access you're given, you're able to kind of weed your way through. Well, I mean, I think the most obvious one to the naked eye is uh, Jake DeBrus' confidence level. And we know this, the, you know, the, the connection between Jake DeBrusque rescinding his trade request and once Bruce Cassidy was fired, you can make, you can make an easy connection there. Uh, and so, uh, Jake DeBrusque has looked really good to start this season, um, and that's pretty big for this team, and and that's the obvious one. But from you know, kind of what I've not seen but heard, the camaraderie between this group seems to only have strengthened uh, over the summer, and the sort of like the things that I've heard that have given me confidence heading into this season is just that like the room is is better. It's just you know, it just is. I think the guys. Uh, really like each other and that is extended you know in years past but you know I, I think that it's it's become pretty pretty an, an open secret that the guys didn't really like Bruce Cassidy all that much and so uh, the vibes are high and you know what what that translates to in terms of an on ice product and, and how much of a difference that makes it's it will we'll see over the course of an 82 game season but so far it, I've heard that the vibes are really high and these guys clearly like playing with and for each other. And that's, you know, kind of what we've seen through the first handful of games. And definitely hey, don't they? discount the fact that, sorry, Frank, definitely don't discount what you'll see from a guy like Matt Grizzlick now, not under Bruce Cassidy or McAvoy under not Bruce Cassidy, because he puts a lot of stress on a defenseman and on their mindset and on their preparation and kind of how they feel they need to make their way through a game, just knowing having lived that with him as a young defenseman. Well, what I would say in encountering that is, well, the team looked better defensively <laughs> under Bruce Cassidy, at least through oh, absolutely. through for through the first four games. You know, it's like you would like to see some of that, um, you know, that defensive mindedness be implemented on the back end here, based off of what we've seen through four games. But you know, I, again, it's only four games. There's room. There's time to figure it out. The best players are not on the ice just yet, so. Uh, no panicking, but again, you do make a good point that like once the 
the chain is the chains are taking taken off a little bit and the you know they're playing smart but also playing a little bit more freely that's when you could see guys like Grizz like really start to thrive Pete quickly uh just wanted to ask you where the heck did AJ Greer come from I mean this is a guy that made his NHL debut a long time ago 2016-17 and has sort of been a little bit of a revelation through the first few games I mean, he is the darling of Boston right now. There's no easier way to uh, endear yourself to the city of Boston than by kissing the Bruins logo after your first goal. And everybody was clamoring for that guy to make the team out of training camp. It is very funny to me, though, because every time like I tweet something about A.J. Greer, uh, there's like three different fan bases that are like, well, I wish we could have got something out of this guy uh, when he was here, whether it was Colorado, whether it was New Jersey, like Devils fans and Avs fans are like, where was this AJ Greer for us? Why wasn't he allowed to thrive with our club? So, um, you know, I think it is, you know, he talked about it in the, in the, in the preseason where it was like, you know, guys do take uh, a differing amount of time to develop and sort of, get comfortable and find their the right opportunity and everybody fans have this expectation that guys should find it within the next within the first few years that they're in the league it just doesn't happen for everybody and sometimes guys will find the perfect situation or like the perfect mindset uh later on in their career whether they're 25 whether they're 28 you know it just happens at different times and it does seem like it is happening right now for AJ Greer and he is contributing to this team and it comes at a very needed time for the Bruins where uh, they do need guys in the bottom six that are going to step up and perform consistently uh, at value contracts and that's just something that they've kind of missed and they've been desperately searching for over the past several years. And hopefully it stays the same again. It's early, but hopefully if AJ Greer can be that guy, the, the guy that we've seen so far, he's going to be a big piece for this team. AJ Greer in 47 career NHL games prior to this year, two goals. This year in four games, he's got three as a member of the Boston Bruins. Great to dive into the Bruins with Pete Blackburn from Bally Sports and BallySports.com. This has been the All 32 delivered by DoorDash. You see the promo code there at the bottom of your screen. Game day 25. That gets you 25% off and free delivery on your first order. All your favorites and more delivered right to your door by DoorDash. Thanks, Pete. Thank you. All right, Colby, it's time for our daily face-off inbox question of the day. And it's a pretty fun one because you look at Arbor Jackeye from the Montreal Canadiens <laughs> and you look at how his last name is spelled and you're like, how is that possible? Well, it turns out his nickname among the team is Wi-Fi because his last name is spelled like one of those Wi-Fi codes that you would see randomly generated somewhere. <laughs> He'd probably be good at password would also be another good nickname. But was there a player that you played with at some point in your career that had an underrated nickname or an awesome story behind a nickname? Yeah, so I got to go back to college. When I was playing at Boston University, um, one of my classmates, his name was Joe Pereira, and he's actually the associate head coach for the Boston University Terriers right now. So he might get a little upset that I'm telling this story, but that's all right because it was a good one. So Jack Parker named him the Bulldog because he came in as a freshman. He wore Jack Parker's number, wasn't a skilled player whatsoever. Our whole class was – uh, you know, full scholarship guys, skilled power play type of players. We were all drafted in the first, second round, Benino, Wilson, Chat. I mean, it was a good class. And then we had Joe. 
Joe is the heart and soul guy. He wasn't really in the lineup as a freshman. So Jack named him the Bulldog because he said, if you want to play for BU, you're going to have to play like a Bulldog. Well, fast forward about, I don't know, halfway through, uh, you know, the season. And Matt Gilroy, who was one of our captain, you probably remember the name. He played for the Rangers and, and a couple of other teams, got really upset at Joe during a Beanpot game because he made a soft play at the red line. He came back to the bench and Gilroy screamed from the defensive zone, defensive end of the bench down to Joe, you're not playing like a bulldog. You're playing like a bleeping bullfrog. And so the rest of our time at BU for the next three years, everybody took Joe's name, the bulldog, and started calling him the bullfrog. And to this day, when we see Joe, we have to make fun of him and call him the bullfrog. So that was a funny one that stuck out to me. Not as creative as Wi-Fi. But there was good meaning behind it, and it's definitely something that stuck with him. He went on to be a captain at BU. He's one of the coaches at BU now, so good for him for making the best of it. It's amazing what you remember and what a nickname can conjure. Like, I was just thinking back as you were telling that story. There was a random kid in high school that I went to school with. We nicknamed him Slippy because he went to catch a ball in the outfield in baseball, and it slipped and hit him in the face and broke his nose. Like, you just – you never know where these nicknames come from. Slippy, Bullfrog, love to hear it. <laughs> that brings us to well, our daily face-off. what – if only I knew the nicknames that you, uh, your dad probably had for me when he was coaching us when we were little kids. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, who knows? There's a, probably a long list of those. Let's get to our daily face-off daily bet segment brought to you by PointsBet. Tyler, your Chuck. How'd you do last night, buddy? Boom. Perfect three for three after a rough stretch where I went one for ten. Bounced back, got back in the win column, was perfect last night. Um, so looking to keep that momentum rolling tonight. It's a short slate in the NHL, so let's dig into it, courtesy of our friends over at Points Bet Canada, starting with a little overaction between the Flyers and the Panthers. The Panthers have seen the overcash in two of their three games so far this season. For the Flyers, it's only hit in one of three, but they're playing on back-to-backs, won't have Carter Hart between the pipes, and you know, no Aaron Ekblad for the Panthers either. Maybe that defense is turning over a few more pucks. I think the recipes here for this game to go over six and a half goals at minus 110. My first player prop of the day is the Nathan McKinnon assist prop. Minus 135, I think this is just isn't set right. So far this season, he had two assists in the opener, one assist in the second game, two assists in the third game. Right there, he's hit it in three in a row. He's easily hit it in a couple of those games as well. So minus 135 for Nate Mack in the assist column tonight. And finally, wrapping it up with my shot prop of the day, I'm going Kyle Connor over three and a half shots on goal. He hit it once, missed it by one shot in the other game. I like him to go over tonight. It's paying plus 100. So there we go, Frank. Over six and a half in Philly and Florida. Nate Mack assist. Kyle Connor over three and a half shots on goal. Man, drives me wild. Of course, that's the one night you go three for three. I'm not riding with you. I was at Board of Governors. I missed the show. I didn't see the picks. And yeah, my bankroll is also quite low thanks to the little bit of a cold start you had the last Yeah, days. my bad. <laughs> yeah, that happens. It's my fault for not riding with you. I should have been on board. Thanks to Tyler for our points bet daily bet segment. That brings us to garbage time. Colby, what have you noticed from around the NHL to start in the first two weeks or so? You know what, Frank? It's hard not to give credit where credit's due. And go to Philadelphia, go to South Philly, Broad Street. I'll tell you what, the Flyers look like a different hockey team from last year. And when you look at them play and you watch them, there's going to be half the team that you, you don't even recognize the last names on the jerseys. I mean, there's some young guys. There's some guys who are kind of resurrected some American League careers. 
and John Tortorella seems to be the recipe right now. That team is playing hard. Uh, I talked to James Van Riemsdyk a little bit about it and asked him what that experience has been like so far. And pleasantly, he has really enjoyed torts from day one. He said it is refreshing to have a coach that tells you like it is. It's not personal. He treats every player exactly the same. It does not matter who you are. It does not matter how much money you make. You are held to the same standards player to player. And what that's done, it's put every player on their toes. You watch the way Travis Konechny played last night as compared to how he played all last season. And you can just see there is a fire under the ass of all of these players. Torts really has these guys on the balls of their feet. So I want to give those guys credit. They get out to a 3 nothing uh, start to the season. They're down a couple of goals to Tampa Bay last night, which that's not an easy team to come back from. You know, you look at who they have, and sometimes you wonder, do we have enough? And they were on their heels the first half of that game. So give credit where credit's due. I'm not sure how long it's going to last, Frank. I still don't think when things shake out, we're going to be looking at a Philadelphia Flyers team in the playoffs or really even close to the playoffs. But again, I got to give Torts credit. I got to give him credit for the wins. And I got to give him credit for what the guys are saying about how refreshing it is to play for John Tortorella. Surprise, surprise. The Philadelphia Flyers, one of four undefeated NHL teams uh, remaining to this point through the first 10 days or so of the season. That'll do it for today's edition of Daily Faceoff Live. Thanks to Pete Blackburn, Colby Cohen, Tyler Uremchuk, and our head of production, Alex Allard. We'll be back right with you on Thursday, 12 noon Eastern. You know where to find us. If you like the show, hit like and subscribe on YouTube. We'll talk to you then. Have a great day, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.